0: Would you all pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations in all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It is still Lent. It's still a time for slowing down, embracing stillness and silence, and remembering the profound immensity of God, and how incredibly small we really are as God's creatures. It's still a time for looking beyond our basic bodily wants and needs, and addressing the deep and persistent spiritual yearnings found within the core of our beings, Yearnings that are not satisfied with anything we could buy or sell. A yearning for living water, perhaps. This Gospel narrative about Jesus meeting a nameless Samaritan woman at the well of Jacob at the base of Mount Gerizim is fantastically strange. It's loaded with metaphorical language, as is the style of the Gospel of John. In this narrative, Jesus kicks social conventions right out the window, Reflecting on this narrative should encourage us to think about our own social rules and conventions that keep us neatly organized into insular groups and communities. This narrative about Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at the well is full of scandalous details. The first scandal of this narrative, Jesus and the disciples are taking the short route north to Galilee from Jerusalem by traveling through Samaria. Typically, Jews would go around Samaria on this journey, taking a highly inefficient route in order to avoid the Samaritans, whom they so greatly despised. Jesus doesn't care about that. He takes the disciples right through the heart of Samaria, to the base of Mount Gerizim, where the Samaritans worship God. The second scandal. Jesus says that he wants to drink water from a Samaritan vessel, Jews viewed Samaritans as untouchable and profane people and would never share a drink from the same cup. Jesus doesn't care about that. He asks for some water anyway, and the Samaritan woman points out how scandalous it is that he would ask, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman, of Samaria? I really appreciate this unnamed woman. She is the first person, let alone the first woman, in the Gospel of John to have a sustained theological conversation with Jesus, challenging him, asking him questions, and pointing out how strange his behavior is. The third scandal. Jesus meets a woman at Jacob's well, which is the site where many of their shared ancestors met their spouses. In the words from a sermon I heard this morning, If you're a man at a well in the Bible, you're going to meet a nice lady. So when the disciples show back up and find Jesus talking alone with a woman, a Samaritan woman, it reasonably shocks them. But again, Jesus doesn't care about that. He talks to the woman anyway. And then he and the disciples end up staying as guests in Samaria for two more days. Offering God's living water far beyond the social lines that had been drawn at the time by Jesus' own community. The last scandal Jesus extends a welcome through the woman to the Samaritans to join with him in worshiping and serving God. This is unheard of. The Jews wholeheartedly rejected the Samaritans as being part of their faith tradition, even though both the Jews and Samaritans were descendants of the Israelites. This animosity resulted <coughs> <excuse> me, <coughs> at one point in Judeans destroying the Samaritan temple on Mount Gerizim in the 2nd century BCE, insisting that Jerusalem was the only proper place for worshiping God. Fun history fact. In many ways, the Samaritans had been beat down and oppressed for centuries.
1: So when Jesus
0: says, believe me, The hour is coming when you will worship God neither here on Mount Gerizim nor in Jerusalem. It is a moment of profound importance. With this statement, Jesus is throwing wide open the gates for reconciliation and re inclusion of Samaritans in worshiping and serving God. This action is scandalous and breaks down social boundaries. So we can see in this narrative how strange and scandalous the behavior of Jesus is. And he isn't breaking all of these social conventions for no reason. Jesus isn't pushing through the boundary between Jews and Samaritans for attention or just to offend people or make people angry. Jesus is neglecting these social boundaries because of just how deeply he cares about people he emphasizes throughout his entire ministry that God's love, God's grace, God's living water is not reserved only for his own faith community, but for everyone. Social norms are irrelevant when sharing the love of God, because God's love is bigger and more powerful than any lines we humans can draw among and between ourselves. So what does all of this mean for our living out our faith during the season of Lent? It means that we have to stay attuned to our innermost selves. We have to search for the places within where we feel the most emptiness. The places where we might be spiritually starving and unaware of it due to the incessant demands of our everyday lives. When we find those spaces within, we have to give them a name. What is it that we are starving for? It could be any number of things causing pockets of gaping emptiness in our deepest selves. And our purpose during Lent is to dwell in those empty spaces and allow ourselves to search the emptiness rather than distracting ourselves with momentary comforts. It's a challenge. But when we practice this task of plumbing the depths of our spiritual hunger, What we often find is a need for deeper relationships with people in our lives. And maybe that's what living water is, a fulfillment of the need for deeper relationships with our fellow humans and with God. After all, God created us to be connected to one another in community. But we constantly don't live up to Christ's standards for community. We allow our potential relationships with people to be truncated, cut off, by building walls figuratively and literally. We assume there's nothing to learn that we don't already know about people in communities other than the ones we're in. We forget that the love of Jesus and the grace of God extends even to the people we find the most despicable. For the rest of Lent, if you haven't already taken up a practice, or if you want to add a new practice to keep it fresh, then I offer this challenge. Be like Christ with a Samaritan woman at the well and be scandalous. Cross social boundaries. Have conversations with people with whom no one expects you to speak. In whatever way best suits your own gifts, show people that God's grace and love extends to everyone. Let people wonder what on earth you are doing do fantastically strange and loving things. Because when you do this, you're sharing the mysterious living water that Christ offers. Water of relationship that quenches and overflows the deepest, most empty trenches in our beings.